Hello, it's me, Milo, and before we get started with this week's episode of Masters of Our Domain, I'm bringing you a quick message about our Patreon. Uh, if you want to support the show and sign up for the Patreon to receive bonus content, you can sign up right now, and for just $3 a month, you will receive our bonus episodes. Right now on the Patreon, our bonus episode with Hussein is already up for you to enjoy. Uh, the way that the Patreon is going to work is that uh, we're going to do one episode a week and on one week it's going to be free and on another week it's going to be paid. So if you don't pay, you will get one episode of Fortnite and if you do pay, you'll get an episode every week. But this week, because it's the first week of the Patreon, um, you're going to get double. So there'll be two episodes this week if you sign up for the Patreon and next week's episode will be Patreon only and the week after that will be a free episode. So uh, that's pretty much how it's going to work. I hope that makes sense. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode with special guest Matt Lubchansky. If you're a, if you're a professional so, columnist, you can like threaten to murder people and there are no consequences at all. But if you're yeah. a humble podcaster, you've got to keep your you've got to keep your murder threats factual. That's I've set right. a I've set a bear trap in front of this woman's restroom, and if someone with any facial hair tries to approach it, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a weird quirk of British law that if you threaten to murder someone and then you don't murder them, they can sue you for libel. <laughs> <laughs> what, for, for breach of promise. <laughs> That's right. You could yeah, be telling me the contracts. truth right now, and I wouldn't. The British legal system to me is uh, baffling on so many levels. Oh yeah. Uh, yes, it is. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike the American system, which makes perfect sense and works really well, and we all love it, don't yeah. we, folks? Yeah. That's right. It's much simpler. You just vote for a guy in a cowboy hat to be the judge. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's a it's a cowboy hat. Sometimes it's a fedora. If you're in like a, a more epic state, like in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest or something, he does have a fedora. And what a, is a fedora, but an aerodynamic cowboy hat <laughs> in many ways. Um, well, welcome point. welcome to this episode of Masters of Our Domain, uh, the podcast that is allegedly about Seinfeld. Uh, I'm Milo Edwards, someone who has never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That's all she ever says. And uh, <laughs> this time we are joined by a very special guest, uh, cartoonist Matt Lubchansky. Matt, hi. Hey, thanks for having me on. A real New York Jew. That's right. Real, real live. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, we couldn't get any uh, British journalists on to debate you on whether you're Jewish or not. But hopefully <laughs> next time. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing my Israeli flag pin to prove that I'm Jewish, which is the only metric. That's right. Yeah, you have to mention bagels and klezma like at least four times. Otherwise, uh, we're not allowed to release the episode. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, start a note. Uh, That's right. Or if you... Uh... If you know a lot of people who are fans of Tottenham, then you're allowed to describe yourself as an honorary Jew. Uh, but if you are mm. left wing, then they get the calipers out. So it's fun. It's a good, good you place got, to wait, be. Is Tottenham like the Jewish team to like? Um, well, it's yeah, got ish. Uh, it's well, so, I mean, it's like because it's an it's a I mean, North they, London they, team, so it has a long are known Jewish as the history. Yid army. Which is uh, so my my one cousin who's Jewish and is very into footy is a big tottenham guy and now i can tell him why <laughs> and i'm sure he'll be de <laughs> I'm sure he'll be i'm sure he'll be delighted to hear it um, yeah yeah, yeah I, I have i have literally been told by more than one person that uh that they that they feel like as tottenham fans they you know they have a certain kind of you know honorary honorary place amongst my people and i think it's a very strange Oof. thing to say I think it's a very weird thing to say, particularly to someone that you don't know very well. Um, also, Milo, uh, with regards to uh, the, the expression Yid Army, can we not? I mean, I wasn't saying it was good. I was merely <laughs> saying that is a thing they say. I, didn't, I, I, I actually said immediately afterwards, which is... <laughs> yeah. I wasn't Yid saying Army. that's a saying I say. <laughs> to be fair, consider I've never heard you talk about football ever. It would be very, very weird if this was like your one piece of like footballing chat. Yeah, like that's right. That's what I call them. Have you got a problem with that? <laughs> the, the only time I care about football is if I can use this slightly suspect uh, piece of terminology. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, that's well. It it all really escalated a lot when Trump moved the Tottenham Stadium to Jerusalem. <laughs> that was a big, you know, yeah, controversial. Wanna, next Passover, when I'm arguing with my family about Israel, I am going to call the IDF, the Yid Army, and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Tottenham football hooligans are so good because they all know Krav Maga. <laughs> That would be that would be cool, wouldn't it? If the IDF volunteered to train the Tottenham football firm <laughs> in a gesture of like uh, allegiance. I don't have anyway to add to that. Yeah, so I'm just like <laughs> trying to figure out what I can say to not be arrested. Yeah, well, that's what we're always all doing, Matt. To be honest, in this country, mm. so welcome. It's a great point. Um, yeah, so I suppose we, we might as well talk a little bit about about Seinfeld, mightn't we, Phoebe? Yeah, as well. Yeah, while we're here. Got the, got the recording oh, a, set up. Let's chat. Exactly. Yeah. Um, do, do you want to talk about the bit at the start about paying the bill? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So the bit. So the bit at the start is is Jerry saying that uh, money has no value until the bill comes, and then you act like uh, you didn't know that your food had to be had to be paid for in a restaurant. Um, it's a. I don't think it's an especially solid bit. I've heard. I've heard it's better an odd bits. bit, isn't it? Because it's like you order all this food and then the bill comes, but by that time you're not hungry anymore. So you're like, I'm not hungry. Why are we buying all this food? And it sort of implies a child's understanding of the world. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It. It sounds like. I think there's a lot of these early Seinfeld episodes where the. I haven't watched these early episodes in a very long time. When I watched mm. the show all the way through like ten years ago. Uh, and I've seen it a bunch, like I saw it a bunch live. Um, but and like on in syndication in the states here, there's like less of the very early episodes running. So, but okay. these early stand-up bits sound like someone making fun of a Jerry style, Jerry Seinfeld style stand-up bit. Like this yeah, is just like <laughs> this one. Also, uh, I think this opening bit uh, sets up for the whole episode a weird undercurrent of hating service workers, where. He's right. like, I feel like a king when I'm sitting at the restaurant. I'm clapping for more food and they bring me the food. It's like these horrible peons that are indentured to me to bring me an omelet. That's right. I mean, what's the point of having manservants if you can't make them bring you an omelet? Yeah. And then they ask you for money for the omelet that you demanded. Yeah, it's like it's 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 interesting it's interesting because there is a uh throughout Seinfeld as a kind of overarching theme. There's like there's quite a lot of um slightly suspect uh, stuff about their relationships with service workers of different descriptions, like all like all, all four of them, apart from Kramer, who you discover many, many, many episodes hence, hundreds and hundreds of episodes hence, has been um, on strike from his job for like twenty five years. He's a bagel uh, union man. He is a bagel. Oh, he's a bagel Kramer. He, he is a bagel union man, and uh, there's. And there's like there's there is the odd uh, sort of suggestion kind of here sort of here and there that uh, that Kramer does not share the politics of the other three, and it's mm. just like it's just it's just it's just every it's just every so often like when he's uh, he he says that he uh, he only use he only consumes the alternative media. Uh, in this episode, he's got some people coming to st- coming to stay with him who are like a group of anarchists that he met at a, he met at a concert. It's, it's just it's interesting. It's an interesting little tidbit, and I would I I mean personally, I would I would happily read a very very long essay um, about the politics of Kramer. I would def I would lap that up. Well, I mean, reading is actually uh, is actually capitalist, so I won't be doing that. I get the um, I get the impression Kramer is like a posadist or something, like just very out there. <laughs> Kramer's one of the hardcore like Enver Hosher did nothing wrong people. <laughs> like he's secretly he does his apartment is actually a bunker. What like Dua Lipa? Um, I think it's actually a very funny bit that like Kramer is on strike all the time because I think you could actually imagine a genuine like splinter left wing tendency who would say that you're a capitalist unless you're on strike from your job every single day. <laughs> like, I can believe that. Like, I've imagined that, and now it exists. But that's what, that's what permanent revolution is. Oh, it's no. constantly being on strike from your job at the job at the bagel store. Oh, it's being French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah. 
The French have discovered a weird workaround whereby they actually don't have a capitalist system because everyone is on strike all the time. And now I have a title for my essay, which is Kramer's Constant Revolution. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good title. It's a great title. Verso books, get at me. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what I think is interesting about this about this episode, which we will talk about mm-hmm. in further detail, for that is the subject of this podcast, uh, is that you are starting to really get hints of what the show turns into because the first, mm-hmm. like the first few episodes, Jerry has a storyline. It's all like, and it's all built around him doing his doing his bits and coming up with his bits. And Jerry has a storyline. The rest of them just kind of are there as foils to kind of bounce off his storyline. And nothing gets said or done, which is not advancing Jerry's specific central storyline. But in this one, you start to see something which the show becomes known for, which is them, which is them having top, like kind of topics of discussion, which are nothing to do with any of the main plots of the show. It's just kind of comic padding to make they make their relationships more believable and you Mm. see that right at the start when they're talking about whether or not superman was funny well was was superman funny i mean that's that's an interesting uh concept for a bit i'm not really sure i mean was superman even trying to be i feel like famously no he's not funny at all if he's like stoic and quiet and like he's not like a big quips guy no, I don't not, think, no, I don't not think Superman is a quips guy. <laughs> or whatever. That would have been fun if Superman had done more James Bond style quips. Yeah. Like I think he yeah. said he said the 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 odd quippy thing, but that was more like I think if we're talking about like old golden age DC comics, that was more Batman's bag. Mm. mm yeah. I think that you know, I mean like Superman's main thing was being afraid of rocks. Yeah, that was I think it was he was afraid of rocks. And uh, that's it. That's all he could do. He could jump very high and he was afraid of rocks. But to be Mm. fair, being afraid of rocks, that's pretty funny. That's quite a good bit. (laughs) Yeah, I like... That is quite a good bit. It's pretty funny to be afraid of a rock. Yeah, imagine flying to the other side of the galaxy and someone throws a bit of earth at you (laughs) and you're like, oh no. You know, that's "Ah." (laughs) pretty pretty hilarious. Pretty stupid, if you ask me. (laughs) He's doing a bit where he's a dumb guy. Once again, a handshake meme between the IDF and Superman. Not very funny. Afraid of rocks. <laughs> I believe you mean the Heat Army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to. I was going to make some very obnoxious point about uh, about how he's not afraid of all kinds of kryptonite because some kryptonite is good. But I, well, there's I the different like colors of in, in like the comic. There's like I feel that's a li- little bit redundant now. Is there's it? different colors of kryptonite. One I believe turns him gay in one comic. <laughs> I feel like I'm not making this up. There's like a no there's like a pink way. kryptonite. There's one comic that's like a very like what if, well, uh, and it turns him gay. Which am I making this up? Which makes yeah, no. Which makes which makes Superman gay. Uh, yeah, okay. Here, I, I pulled up the Superman wiki. Pink kryptonite, it's a type of okay. kryptonite that seemingly terms Kryptonians homosexual. And here's the money bit. It is unknown <laughs> what it would do to an already homosexual Kryptonian. <laughs> Although one could assume it would render them heterosexual. Yeah, or or, or double gay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I think it's much more likely that we're talking, that we're talking double gay here. <laughs> mm. Do you think? Do you think Superman, if exposed to that, would be a top or a bottom? What do we think? I don't. Mm, well, I mean, there's the famous essay about can Superman have sex? Oh, I've I not thought read that. that it, I thought that it was super. I thought that the conclusion was Superman can have sex, but he can't have children. <laughs> but he cannot not. <laughs> I think it is merely an object of torture for Superman. I think it was literally. Yeah, I super- think the essay's conclusion was that like his cum would be so powerful, it would be like a gunshot into Lois's downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that, that I I think I know exactly what you're talking I think it's about. Called, like, and that is that was indeed. That was indeed the conclusion. Um, no, yeah. So Superman can have sex, but can't not like Superman. Like Superman's basically he's on SSRIs, basically. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> Depressed Superman is a very good. I feel bit. like Superman in that case would have to be a bottom, either for like. I think so. I think Superman would be a power bottom. That's my that's my instinct. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. So, uh, Superman just taking a truly inhumane amount of poppers. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, how many how many how much how many poppers could he take? Is the question. That is true. Yeah, it's that very depends how, that depend, depends how much kryptonite is in is in poppers na- in like you know naturally, mm. because mm. I suspect that there's quite a lot of kryptonite in naturally occurring amyl nitrate. Yeah, he has to get the the kryptonite free poppers, which are a bit more expensive, and they're they're not like always like, available. He's always like trying to like talk his way out of using the poppers to be like, I'm allergic. Oh yeah, everyone says that. No, I actually am. <laughs> yeah. No, if I do these, they'll make me double gay. <laughs> and you don't want to see that. Nitrate. No. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think Superman would be a top because. It's like it's too, it's too, it's too obvious. He's too kind. It's like he's he's going to be wanting to kind of experiment with different with different power dynamics in his in his sex life. I'd say. Oh, because you think he's like bored of being like the top in his life, so he would naturally want to be in the kind of submissive position in his in his sexual. uh, That makes that makes a lot of sense. I think think if Superman wanted to be a top in his personal like bedroom life, I think that would be troubling. For me personally, you know, it'd be like, why do you, mm. why do you need even more power in your, in your sphere? Like you have enough, you know, this is insane because the last podcast I recorded was a couple of months ago on my friend's podcast about the X-Men. And we did spend an extended period of time trying to figure out if Colossus from the X-Men was a top or a bottom. And I just, I'm just <laughs> wondering why this keeps happening wherever I go. That's, that's it's, actually it's, why it's, people it's invite clear, you on podcasts. It's clearly a vibe <laughs> that you give off, me. Matt. <laughs> it's clearly something to do with you. Um, okay, well, Matt Lubchansky, homosexual more, scientist. <laughs> I've got some more. I've got some more questions about on the subject of uh, the mechanics of whether or not Superman is a top please, or bottom. Please, okay. Right, right. First of all, what kind of but do we think that Superman is operating? Do we think that it's like rigidly enforced or do we think that it's rigidly enforced like there are some kind of rules <laughs> no i don't mean for, i don't mean enforced do i you know what i mean um like it's got a superstructure yeah exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. like mm. could a normal like hu- yeah could a normal human penis breach superman's super anus? well i think we're that we're then asking the question is does superman have superhuman muscle control or does he just have the the muscle control that you or I have, but just everything he does is stronger? Because he seems to be op- yeah. he seems to be mm. able to like operate a pencil, right, without putting it through the table. That's true. So like, uh, yeah. or like type on a typewriter or whatever without breaking it. So my understanding then would be he could just like he could make it really he could make his his butt a really welcoming place. I think by just having like a, a really good amount of control over the the aperture. So do you so do you mm. think that Superman has to concentrate super hard all the time so that he doesn't like accidentally like strangle a dog when petting it punch himself in the eye putting in contact lenses etc yeah. He's just constantly like vein popping levels of concentration <laughs> to not destroy whatever he's doing <laughs> Yeah, like like King Midas, but you know, with super strength. Like King Midas, but he keeps killing never... every dog that he touches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's it's really. To be fair, King Midas probably would have killed every dog. It's a great point. As well. Every every dog yeah. King Midas touches, he turns into a very fancy statue of itself. Like it's like an instant memorial to that dog, like Japanese style. Well, it's like an instant memorial to like a person as well. Like a gold yeah. statue is quite a good memorial. Hmm. Yeah, that could kind of work quite well. I mean, can't th- this sniff feels like a gold statue. This feels like well, you could if you were a dog. Um, this feels like this is a good moment just to read an out of context WhatsApp message I had from Phoebe mm-hmm. the other night, which simply said, "Biden won't have a robust or elastic anus." That's a great. Do you hear that, President Biden? You won't. That's an interesting point. Um, it's definitely counter to the narrative that Wait, we were I'm all so, getting I'm yesterday, sorry, where they couldn't was... they couldn't stop talking about it yesterday. How how elastic his, his anus was at the inauguration. I saw yeah. a lot of people doing the full Yas Queen treatment specifically about President Biden's elastic anus. So I wouldn't be shocked. Honestly, yeah. When you um, grow up in America, you grow up believing that everyone's anus should be robust and elastic. 
I'm just saying because of his because of his age and probable diet, I just strongly suspect that we're dealing with some we're dealing with some kind of you know easily torn material. Mm. Mm. Put that uh, strap away, Jill. Look, you're the. Uh, Milo, you're the one who you're the one who brought this up, so I feel like you you have to be willing to see this through to the, the absolute <laughs> end as a as a as a as a discussion point. So don't sound don't sound uncomfortable if I use the words fragile material um, in with respect to the. I'm wondering Davis. since we have in America we have a little thing called freedom of the press, and <laughs> I'm thinking about perhaps issuing uh, what is called the FOIA request. Um, the Freedom of Information Act to see if I can get some government documents on the elasticity, the um, the puncture strength, the um, you know like the, the tensile strength, strength, just all the 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 material conditions of mm. his anus. Like maybe they, there's a thing called the ma- a, the, the, the maximum. Yeah, diameter. there's a thing called like a there's a thing called a Sharpie <laughs> test, which is like a big swinging metal <laughs> pendulum that I used once in engineering school to test the hardness of materials, and I think that would be a good thing. To maybe just give it a good swing yep. on them. Yeah, using yeah. using Superman's anus as a sort of control mm. variable. Well, that's just bad science. Well, uh, it's more it's more it's more the it's more the yardstick rather than the control variable. Um, I mean, it could does, be it could be either. Okay, I mean, that's kind of what Superman a control variable is. Got, um, I presume so. He's got he a big shit. shit right? he, he never shit. But he's but he's an alien. We don't know how he excretes. That's a. He's got like a human. Yeah, but you've body. never. He's never shown whole in canon. He's <laughs> like no, <laughs> no. He There's no Superman only fans. Yeah, like only Supermans. Oh, oh God. Oh, yeah. he's, I mean, like he could go to the bathroom like shit out of his eyes. We don't know. Yeah, absolutely no idea. <laughs> the eyes like fold out of the way. Huh? Because. Are like are Krypton are Kryptonians supposed to look like people, or does he only assume a human form on Earth? Kryptonians look like people when they've like okay. been shown. They so just we, they're basically just people, but on Krypton. So so they might just look like people, but have a completely different system of either digestion or excretion. That's true. We know. Mm. I'm not. Con- I I'm not convinced of. Su- although apart, although mm, when he gets turned gay by the pink Kryptonite. Then he needs his butt. Well, but I'm saying homosexuality Sorry. might take a completely different. You don't know what the the Kryptonian erogenous zone. He's also never sh- he's never hung dong in canon, to my knowledge. So, uh, like, it mm. could be who knows where the Kryptonian erogenous zone resides. You know, so homosexuality could look completely different depending on where two two like cis Good. male Kryptonians like where they have their stuff. I love how the only difference between this and like the InfoWars podcast at this point is like the level mm-hmm. of irony. Well, oh yeah. Well, let me wait. Wait till I get to the part where was Superman circumcised when he got to Earth? Now here's the question: Could they do it? I say no. It's, yeah, it's too, too powerful, powerful of a foreskin to do. But Superman could do it to himself as an adult. Or mm. this is this is but this was this was my original question about the about the the general quality of. Superman's anus. Like, are we like, are we talking about maybe very supple and malleable tissue, or are we talking about extra double strong, immovable, mm. immovable Superman tissue? So, and it's so it's, so it's the same thing, same thing with his foreskin. I mean, it might be something which he could just you know kind of stretch out and just sort of tear off himself, like just just to put a couple of dot, dotted lines along there and just you know. Whoosh, I mean, you're well, like folding point. it tediously back and forth to kind of weaken the joint, and then yeah, and then just and then just I think tear it's super it strong. Scoring it with a wine opener. <laughs> you think it? Think I think it's super strong. strong the, all the skin because he can be like shot in the eyeball with a bullet and nothing happens. Mm. So oh, like that's his. True. So I guess ironically, this means that he, even though he would be the greatest soldier, he cannot join the <laughs> IDF for ideological reasons. Does he shave? Oh, well, I mean, he's clean shaven, isn't he? In, yeah, in he's the definitely comic, grown a. Does that mean he I shaves? Think he's grown a beard. I want to. So, so how is it possible that he? Sh- how is it possible? Because presumably, in order to make its way through his extra strong, bullet rejecting skin, then the hair's got to be preternaturally strong as well. How is he finding a razor which is not just snapping in two? In the face of this, this has been answered in canon. Oh, uh, I just pulled it up. I see 
about like seven images of this from different media, which is Superman looks at a mirror, shoots an eye beam at it, and shaves his own face with the lasers from his eyeballs. Oh, and, and is that the, and that also how he cuts his hair? I don't know. Then he right. should have a mullet. Then right, <laughs> like it should be full on, like. Like Euro trash rat tail yeah. at this point, like all the way down. That's how he's portrayed in the Australian <laughs> comic books. Superman down. Yeah, I think he's a new character. His name is Australian Superman. That's right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he, he punched a kangaroo in the face, and it was a piece of piss, mate. Australian kryptonite is just like in the shape of a like a very low quality tin of mm. beer. Mm. Oh. Oh, no, we're outside Bunnings and there's a huge queue, but we've run out of snags. Wait, what's that? Just Superman flying down, carrying like a sausage <laughs> He's truck. He's got a chicken parmesan at a pub with him. <laughs> That's right. I'd love Australian be Superman. Good. I be actually cool. would love that. Bit. Is it yeah. actually Australian Superman or is it Superman having consumed some Australian kryptonite? Oh, the Australian yeah, colored uh, kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you get exposed to the Australian kryptonite, you can say the N word. His hair That's turns the power red. It gives you. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just you call absolutely everyone a cunt. That's just That's right. That's what happens. You're, you're you're not even Superman anymore, you're super cunt. Mm. You don't even have any superpowers anymore, just that's enough. You just you're get super- the confidence of an Australian. Your superpower is drinking flat whites and chilling out. Yeah. That sounds pretty nice, honestly. Surfing. Yeah, I think it sounds okay. I'm like I I I I walk back my initial sneering at the idea of Australia. Yeah, like we all make fun of Australia, but the fact of the matter is it's fairly chill. They yeah, certainly more fun are than us. All right, is is Crocodile Dundee Australian Superman functionally? It's a great point. Uh can he be killed? It seems like no. I don't think no, so. I don't think so. I, Apart I, from by not, melanoma, which does get all Australians <laughs> eventually. And it would probably get Superman. Too much too much yeah. exposure to the yellow sun of Earth. Yeah, because if yeah. he's got because if he's got um incredibly strong and very easily healable cells, so presumably his cells are constantly regenerating and multiplying, pretty easy for a mutation to see to uh, to creep in there. Mm. Mm. God, that's a little dark. That is, yeah. There you go. Well, that's okay. uh, Superman's chemotherapy <laughs> well, there regime. You go. There, he could do it yeah. to himself with his radioactive vision or whatever. Oh yeah, that could work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Consultant that's radiologist that... <laughs> Superman. There's a thought. Um, right, should we talk about the rest of the episode? Yeah, let's talk about the rest <laughs> oh, of the episode. Oh, there was the re- I thought it was just that um, one conversation so- they had for the whole episode about whether or not Superman was a top <laughs> or a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if Seinfeld I mean, we basically was that just did like an time. X-rated version of a diner conversation they would have at Seinfeld. At Seinfeld? At Seinfeld. Yeah. At Seinfeld. Jerry, Superman could never be a top. Never be a top. Um uh, so the the main the main two well, or three plot points there's like a subplot point which is that uh Elaine has this boyfriend who we don't see who has a cat that she's allergic to. So she keeps showing up sneezing. Um I feel like if you're allergic to cats, you only really sneeze when you're around the cat, but she keeps sneezing when she's not in the vicinity of the cat, as though it's like giving her a permanent sneezing condition. Um, Jerry uh, well, is planning well, to go to on this weekend. Welcome to the pod where uh, Milo has when... correctly identified how storytelling works. That's right. Uh, Jerry is going on a weekend away with uh, his kind of new squeeze, which George is uh, trying to convince him not to do because George thinks those weekends away are a, a relationship killer because it's too intense. And uh, George is also convincing Jerry to invest in a stock because he has a tip from a guy. Yeah, that's about that's about the. Size they want to go to Vermont because the well, was, the I... bath, hot and cold water are on different handles on the sink. Oh yeah, they call it New England for a reason. It's a big plot point that they keep bringing up about the sink, which is like feels like classic Seinfeld stuff. But like they haven't, I think in later episodes that detail would Mm. be funnier or more specific. But here it's just kind of like that was your first idea, huh, guys? Like, (laughs) 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 that's why Superman actually came to Earth (laughs) for the two taps, the separate. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a kryptonite tap and a gay kryptonite tap. Yeah, it's all mixer taps in, on in Vermont. Yeah, yeah. Wait, ha- wait, hang on. Do you not have um, separate th- taps? That's the in thing. America? Is I think a lot of 
sinks in the early 90s did not have separate taps. Uh, it was the style. But like now, uh, if you I go see. into like uh, like a bullshit fancy condo or whatever, it's all separate. Oh, you know what? It's always the same tap. It might be different knobs. Oh, so yeah, it's right, always right, the same right, tap. Right, right. Always, always, always. Because in Britain, we love the torturous. And I mean, this is more like an old thing. But if you go into like an old like municipal bathroom of any kind, it will have like two separate, a hot and a cold tap. Where like one tap is cold and one tap yes. is scaldingly hot, and the only way to combine them to a normal temperature would be to like fill the. Oh yeah, sink no, I grew up, up in I grew hands. up in New England, and I had some friends that grew up in like historic houses that they weren't like they weren't like allowed to change oh, the right, doorknobs right, right. that didn't work without calling the mayor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you had to like ring, ring a, a bear, ring a bear, ring a bell, yeah. and the mayor would come round. Actually, you, have to, yeah. you do have to I ring a bear. Actually, had an insane town. That happens. Uh, the mayor, <laughs> the mayor is a bear. Actually, my town actually didn't have a mayor because it was so small. We had a first selectman, which sounds made up. Um, oh, okay. It sounds it insanely sound, sound made, up. made up. <laughs> that sounds like you've been put under a lot of pressure in the questioning. And they're like, "Yeah, what was he called?" You're the like, first yeah, "The first selectman, selectman. or first select woman." Um, yeah, mm. but the uh, yeah, like it's first selectman, but with an X. <laughs> but in I wrote, it. like their their tubs and stuff was always the double, the double taps, which uh, it does seem very old fashioned to me. It seems like it's the one thing when I go to Europe, uh, it's always the baffling sort of like oldness of the bathrooms, and the bathroom accoutrement is always very baffling to mm. me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know really what the origin of the of the separate tap thing is. I don't know if it's because uh, British scientists discovered that that was in some way more conducive to paedophilia. It, it cannot be known for certain. I mean, it probably has something to do with plumbing technology, is my guess. Presumably, I mean, yes. Like maybe, but I'm far more convinced by the paedophilia argument. I mean, paedophilia has long been influenced by the development of plumbing technology. It's also possible so that, that someone installed the single tap system into a home and uh, a governor general of some sort came in and said that would make people too happy and it's too convenient. We can't have we can't have a happy person mm. nearby. And also it would make people it would it would make people simply too keen to have sex with adults rather than children. So I'm afraid you're <laughs> yeah. going to have to I'm afraid you're going to have to alter that. And that's, that's why right, they call yeah. it the pedophile stub. That's right. In fact, uh, plumbing is in fact Latin for pedophile. That is right. Um, but in in Latin, of course, it wasn't even a pejorative term. That was just a respected profession then. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just yeah. like saying. Well, mate. You'd, you'd call exactly. Yeah, you'd much call like calling plumber, someone cunt in which Australia. Is a, a professional pedophile that would come to your your villa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, because in those days, you see, it was difficult. Because Install they didn't two have... separate taps and, yeah. <laughs> and, and commit some nonsense. They didn't have as many tools. So in order to, you know, get into a lot of the small pipes and adjust them, you would need to call someone who had a child with them, um, uh, you know, who could like reach into the pipes and so on. And so that was where the tradition arose of calling the paedophile whenever you had a plumbing issue. And then eventually all paedophiles sort of developed plumbing skills to kind of capitalize on that. It was the original and far less, far less popular version of Call the Midwife. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, the last person you want present at the birth of a child. Oh, boy. We've had a lot of great topics already. This is going awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you ever wonder if we maybe spend too much of the time on this on this pod talking about paedophiles, Milo? No. Nah, nah, that is fine. It's fine. I never wonder about it. <laughs> okay. That's what I'll say. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Jerry and um, uh, George invest in the stock. Mm. Um, the, the cat storyline, like nothing really happens other than Elaine tries to convince Jerry to For murder her cat. And he says no. Well, well, this yeah, is this is this is interesting of money. because this is this foreshadows a plot point much much later on, which is a proper Elaine storyline, which gets escalated to its um to its inevitable conclusion, where she um where she tries to uh have a loud dog who lives downstairs killed, um and at first she like tries to get King Midas in just to turn it into a statue that doesn't work, um. Mm. And uh, yeah, and it's a it's a it's a it's a really good episode. It must be where they got the idea from. I don't think it's actually foreshadowing. I don't think they had like the whole of Seinfeld planned out, um, like from the first. That would be very funny fir- if it was from, like from the, the Sopranos from the first ep- from the first episode, and they're just like, should we just make the first twenty just like not very good? 
and then make it awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, no, no, I don't think that's so not quite foreshadowing. Can't believe Jerry like, dies in season four. Yeah. That, really, that really took people by surprise. Well, it's a, it's actually the subject of a lot of a lot of discussion, a lot of kind of back and forth. Like, did he actually die? I mean, you know, you don't you don't see anything. <laughs> the screen just goes black. <laughs> but you, you hear the Seinfeld theme instead of don't start don't stop believing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like very, very slowly. Yeah. <laughs> A really mournful. Being played on the violin instead of uh, the notice, I don't know. I mean, this is more yeah. for, I guess, Phoebe, who has seen the show before. How much mm-hmm. of the theme song plays in the early bits of the show compared to later on? Like, yeah. I feel like at the, at the, like the, the middle run of the show, the theme song is very much like you're in, you're out. <laughs> and then this one, it goes for like three minutes at the beginning, mm-hmm. like while he's talking and the sound mix is very weird and it's very loud and you can't get away from this horrible terrible theme song (laughs) (laughs) you know i i persuaded some years ago um the uh extremely gentile family of one of my one of my menagerie of exes uh that uh that the seinfeld theme tune was a traditional (laughs) (laughs) i mean i could hear a klezmer arrangement of it and that that's certainly. No, I wouldn't say that. No must, to that. that I must think that exist. Sick. <laughs> There's no way, like an irony poisoned uh, yeah, 25 yeah, yeah. Williamsburg resident in 2010 didn't make that. Surely, if it exists, I will put it as the <laughs> outro music to this episode. If not, 100%. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna get my bass and my guitar out, and I'm gonna go. I guess buy a clarinet, <laughs> and I'm gonna record it. Oh, that I got to learn <laughs> and play the clarinet accordion. as well. And okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, Matt like, Lubchansky like, calls themselves Jewish <laughs> and can't even play the clarinet. What's the what is the current lockdown situation in in the US? Are you oh, like um, out, we're trying something really? I think you, I think we're we're, we're trying a very interesting thing uh, here in the city right now, which was you know the, like I live very close to the original epicenter of the virus in the world. Like I live like a mile away from the, the worst yeah. spot of it in Elmhurst here in here in Queens. Um, Shit, but. Um, we're trying a new thing now, which is pretend there's no problem. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, we're doing that as well. Except oh, yeah. We're, we're not even doing that. We're like mm. everything like indoor dining is now closed again in New York City. Um, but there's still outdoor dining here in New York, okay. which is fine, except it's very cold because it's January 21st. And uh, many restaurants have just built sure. flimsy little enclosures outside that are fully closed in. And full of people with no masks uh, spitting into each other's mouths. What are you talking about? We have got grown-ups in the White House. It's never going to be cold again. (laughs) Uh, Joe Biden did sign. Yeah. We've got Shella working on that one. (laughs) Joe Biden has got rid of winter. (laughs) 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 That's that's specifically what his uh, energy appointment was about. Just trying to get rid of winter. Because if... he feel, he feels it in his yeah. he feels it in his bones and in his fragile oh, yes, It's too cold, America. <laughs> listen, listen, Jack. I, I got a yeah. cold anus. Um, <laughs> but like we're we're probably on the verge yeah. of another lockdown, <laughs> is my guess. But even the first lockdown, shit was still open for the most part. Like it's just sort of like we just kind of never did anything. Yeah. And also the um we have the big problem here in America where a lot of the the, the state capitals are not the biggest city in the state. So like the capital of New York is Albany, which is mm. like two hours north of here, and they don't give a shit about what happens to the city, despite it being most yeah. like a third of the population of this giant state. And um, yeah, I mean, everyone in Britain fantasizes about you know mm-hmm. moving to Albany, New York. That's what they think. You know, it's that place where everyone's like, "Whoa, Albany, yeah. number one it's city like, in the world, city baby!" Like made that place. concrete, yeah. and they have like a they have a like a music hall that looks like a giant concrete oh. egg, which is pretty cool. And that is the end of the list of cool stuff about Albany. Oh. Um, the big, it's literally the people literally egg, call it the Albany, egg, New York. like the, the musical. Um, but the uh, the mayor mm. and the governor hate each other's guts, and they argue about everything, and they refuse to allow the other one to have credit for anything good. 
uh, despite them both being bad. So they won't we'll do see. anything because okay. then, or like they keep rejecting the proposals by the other one. They're arguing all the time. One time they argued with each other so much that a deer died a couple of years ago. There was a deer running around the Bronx and like the city oh, wow. captured it. And then the state and the city argued over what to do with the deer so much that the deer got stressed out and died. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it was, was like, like just like, like what Solomon if we made like this was in twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen I want to say so it was like right at the beginning of the entire world mm-hmm. being like what if we made the subtext the text for all life on Earth and uh, that was the beginning of it I think yeah fuck the deer is just like <laughs> why are you all so obsessed it famously with said me? that in English before dying yeah that's right yeah <laughs> the deer went on to start a podcast uh, we're not going to say which one um. Yeah. So anyway, the the <laughs> I keep losing track of the Seinfeld. I'm, I'm mindful of time here, um, yeah. uh, which is something I never thought I would say in the entirety of my life. Uh, podcasting weirdly like having a management mm. consultancy meeting. It turns out. Um, uh, so anyway, Jerry goes on his uh, holiday with the with the girlfriend and immediately regrets it because they have nothing to talk about and it's raining. Um, and so there's the kind of like. I, I think it's kind of a crap scene where him and the girlfriend are in this hotel and he's trying to think of things to talk to her about and they're all like boring dead ends. Um, and I get the sense that it's sort of supposed to be hilarious, but I, it kind of doesn't. Well, I mean, it's right. like it's like it's certainly relatable. Like it is a it, like going on a trip is a kind of kill or cure moment mm. for a sort of a relatively new relationship. It's just not that fun. It's just not that funny an observation. Just everyone's yeah. everyone's mm. had it. Have you ever been on a have you ever been on a horrible holiday with a with a new person or or not a new person like someone you've been um weirdly no i've only ever managed to go on trips with the person i'm now married to so things are fine uh <laughs> sorry uh oh, well sorry <laughs> yeah, right, my life, my life is know. perfect and i have no problems yeah. so i can't really relate to this show how american yeah, are you liking uh, the person you're married to here. to 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 me, that sounds very problematic, and it sounds like there's there a, is there is a, an age gap. I am a year older, there, so, so it's like mm. you know pretty problematic. Like when when she was born, I was already well, one. It's like ooh, uh, yeah, somebody yeah. called a plumber. Yeah. Oh my god! So you're what <laughs> yeah. like a plumber? Yeah, you could say our house has a couple of separate temps. The. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That is um, right. Yeah, I've, I've like I've de- I've definitely been on like on trips which I thought would be nice and have turned out mm. to be extremely horrible. Uh, most like like the, like the worst one of these was um, a long long time ago. I was seeing this guy and we had gone and we'd like arranged to we'd arranged to go on a little trip together, and then we uh, and then we split up. But we decided because we had been friends beforehand that we were going to go on this holiday anyway. And I realized for a that second I thought a... you meant you'd split up on the holiday, like presumably no, 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 to no, like no, look no, for no. clues. We, no, we split up. Bef- oh no, <laughs> uh, no, no, we split up before, um, and we decided mm-hmm. to go on this trip anyway. And I realized that this was like a really bad idea when the night the night before uh, we stayed at his uh, family's house because it was cl- it's a lot closer to the airport, and. His mother woke me at like four in the morning and said, and like got me out of bed. And I was like, what? What's going on? And she said, and she said, oh, you've got to, you've got to, uh, you've got to do Nat's suitcase for him. And I said, I'm sorry. And she said, she said, well, I normally do it, but it'd be a bit weird if I did it, if I did it this time. And I said, you want me to pack your grown son's suitcase for him? And she said, oh, yeah, he'll make a mess of it it himself. I said, I said, I said, I'm not doing that. I'm not his mother or some whatever. Weird... <laughs> not his mother, as you are well aware. <laughs> as we are well aware, because you know. Um, mm. Although we're both I having think... the same amount of sex. You're describing them, so... like an Elaine B plot. <laughs> a little. Bit. This is like exactly an Elaine plot. It's like I want. Yeah, yeah. This, it was. It wasn't. It was. It, it, it wasn't a Elaine B plot. Um, and then um, when we and then when we got there, he made this absolutely huge federal case out of needing to find this one particular restaurant that he couldn't remember exactly where it was, but he remembered like how good it was and he had to find it. He had to find it. So he walked around for like four hours. We eventually found, we eventually found it. Uh, It had obviously kind of fallen on hard times 
And mm. so I kind of ordered what seemed to be like the kind of the safest dish on the menu because it all looked a little bit grotty. But even so, I got absolutely horrific food poisoning and spent mm. the rest of the trip uh, in bed. And then he, as I was lying in bed, uh, sort of weakly calling for uh, like a glass, like a glass of water, and to like you know have my forehead sponged. A, a crumb of water, please. A, a simple crumb of water. He uh, decided that it was time to uh, to attempt to get back together with me, which he did by sending me a text. Message and then, and now you're married, correct? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, that, yeah, yeah. This I is just, this is this is my now husband as that you were, we're talking about. Yeah. As you were telling yeah, that story, I do remember I did have one very bad trip, but it wasn't a bad relationship trip. Which was I did uh, get hand, foot, and mouth while in Italy once. Um, which is if uh, oh my god, which is a real wow. kind of gay kryptonite. Gay no, it's like baby. It's a ba- it's a baby kryptonite. Uh, that, it's a disease <laughs> that only babies get. Um, but I but I got it as a thirty uh, two year old. Oh. Um, I thought it was something that only like farm animals got. <laughs> Turns out no, you're, thinking, actually, you're thinking of uh, you're, you're thinking of foot and mouth. Oh, sorry. Yeah. This is hand, foot, yeah. and mouth, oh. which is you get you get blisters inside your throat on on your palms and on the bottoms of your feet. Oh my god, that sounds mm. horrible. It's a thing that little babies get, and like I saw a baby like a day before we left, and my 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 uh, my partner got it, but she was just like had a bad cold, mm. and then we were like walking around. I think we were in Parma at this part of the trip. And I was like, what if I took a nap on this bench at three in the afternoon? It's <laughs> then, Italy. Like, Who's going to fucking stop me? Yeah. And then, no, oh, no, we were in, uh, whatever, Bologna. And we were like, we went on this long hike. And I was like, well, my feet really hurt from that hike. And then, like, it just kept getting worse and worse. And I couldn't do anything. And I and it, it hurt to swallow food. And I was in northern Italy. And I was, like, yeah. trying to drink eight Lambruscos with every meal, which is, like, fizzy. And it's not great for your throat when it's full of blisters. And I were getting to Rome. And... We were at a pharmacist and we were trying to tell her what's wrong with me. And my, my spouse speaks a little Italian and she was telling her like, well, well you know, and like Bocca Imani Betty. And the pharmacist says, como in bambino, which I had to reply. Yes. Like I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I, that was not a great trip. I am baby. I'm listen. This was before I'm baby was a thing. <laughs> And I was like, I invented that by getting a baby disease. <laughs> by getting a baby disease. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that no, does sound, no that does sound horrible. We call it the plamerino. <laughs> we call it the bambino flu. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> have right. a child come and put their hand down your throat. That solves it. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> God um, damn. Milo, uh, do, you have, do you have any amusing stories of... Uh, of holidays that haven't uh, been that fun? With the best one in the world, Phoebe, we don't, we don't have time to go through my terrible relationship trips, of which there are many. Okay, um, yeah, no, I, you know I, what? That's, I that, promise that's the listeners that on, a, that on a future episode... Um, uh, do some, we'll do some bonus content, which is just oh, anecdotes absolutely. from Milo's prior relationships. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, so uh, then the other, the other main bit of the episode is that Jerry and George both invest in this company... And then the stock starts going down, but the guy who gave them the tip is in hospital. And eventually George goes to the hospital to get to ask him what's going on. The guy throws him out. And uh, then George keeps the stock, but Jerry sells his. And then the stock goes up loads. And so George is like lording it over them uh, and smoking a cigar and insisting that he's going to pay for the lunch. But then he's actually stingy about tipping the waitress. That's the bit. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's that another is a- instance of hating. A waitress for no reason. <laughs> and also Jerry at one point like yells at a dry cleaner and then does a whole bit about how all dry cleaners are bad people. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we need to that, talk that, about that. Including a guy doing a weird, I think, Indian accent. I was going to say, I feel, like, I feel like that bit is really pretty racist. Um, mm-hmm. There's, It's like, it's, it's interesting because there is, a, and I think this is the same with lots of American 90s sitcoms that they knew that they couldn't really put in racist jokes about black people. So they put in quite a lot of racist South Asian stuff because it was sort of seemed to be less common or something. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It was kind um, of the sort of like the soy racism. Like it was a racism substitute. Yeah, kind of. There's like, there's quite a and lot. And it was also like a lot of business owners were uh, immigrant in, in New York. Uh, definitely. I mean, mm. cab drivers and business owners yeah. in New York still like very heavily South Asian, Middle Eastern, East Asian, and it's just sort of like, oh, a a pretty well off white person would be running into 
these people on a fairly regular basis as service industry workers. Yeah. Um, so it's easy to be like, you know, and, and the thing is like, oh, like Seinfeld is, you know, the, the whole thing is like, well, they're really bad people. Yeah. But like Seinfeld, the real man in this is doing like a long extended bit about how all dry cleaners are trying to destroy your life. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, no, like, it's well, like, it's strange. Which to be fair, Phoebe, is like something you would say. Like all dry yeah. cleaners are bad people, but just with like less racial animus. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would not be the animating force behind it. My animate, the an- yeah. if, I were to, if I were to talk about um, any kind of lingering dislike I might have about dry cleaners, it would be something to do with the dry cleaning fluid, which can fuck off. Yeah, I mean, Does it's that not give clean you like a permanent dry sneezing condition. Yeah, that's right. I got, I got, I got, a, I got a weird baby disease from dry cleaner fluid once, mm-hmm. and I just never been able to, <laughs> never been able to shake that. Um, yeah, I can't yeah. remember what I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah, no, there's a, there is a um, episode later on where uh, actually a series, like a mini series of episodes, there's a kind of mini story arc where he meets a uh, Pakistani restaurateur. Whose name is Babu? Whose, na- is, whose name is Babu? Mm-hmm. Um, That's never a name I've heard a Pakistani man have. I'm not um, an expert. Well, it's almost Baba, which is a thing that some people would call their father. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Hindi yeah. and Urdu speakers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, a, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit funny. Um, and he persuades uh, him to change his restaurant to only serving Pakistani food and that completely drives mm-hmm. it drives him out of business and the entire and and he kind of pops up again just babu and the entire joke is that he's Pakistani that's like that is it that is that is that is the whole bit and you're yeah. supposed Jer- to you're supposed to find his both his voice and his uh and his mannerisms and sort of hand gestures extremely witty strangely um, the most popular episode of Seinfeld in India <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also <laughs> true. There is a, there's, mm. there's also an episode about like about how how everybody loves um everybody loves cashmere sweaters um and uh, people think that it's about like cashmere the fabric is actually about it's actually about the disputed region of cashmere. That is right. Yeah. And if you buy cashmere sweaters, you are contributing to that conflict. Um, yeah. Uh, that, so there's one that, last. That is correct. <laughs> There's a, there's one last bit that we have to that we have to review, which is the investing bit mm. right at the end. About how the market is fake. Yeah, which I do kind of agree with Seinfeld on yeah, this. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like I super agree with this. Like this is like yeah. black pill yeah. Seinfeld. It's like you never go where you, the line goes up and down, and you can't you can't tell yeah. me where the line goes. Yeah, and he talks about your money working for you, but his money gets fired for being lazy. That is funny. That was a pretty funny bit. I thought. Yeah, I think that's funny. Oh, that's a decent. That's a decent bit. Um, can't, can't can't say fairer. On that note, uh, Phoebe and I have a new and experimental segment that we would like to try <laughs> on you. That we are trying on you. Oh, yeah. great! Am I the first, or is this like you a? Are, you are yeah. the first. You're a, you're yeah. a I'm rubbing my pig. hands together. So this will oh, be. Yeah. This is going to close out the episode. So if it goes well, it'll be great. If it goes badly, it's going to be. It's going to be a damp squib. Um, uh, basically, we, sorry, we wait, have... is that a real phrase? Yeah, it, yeah. Oh, God, I'm so sorry, Matt. Yeah, it is. It is. Damp it's squid. A, yeah. It's a it's a real phrase. Yeah. Um, in the in the, sorry, in the, for the for the listeners in the chat before, um, I <laughs> described my internet as playing silly buggers, something which something which Matt uh, thought was uh, thought I was like making up in order to like take the piss with like some <laughs> like some like ridiculous British phrasing. Uh, and then what, what was the, what was the other one that you didn't think was real? Oh, oh being a uh, p- piece of piss. Piece of piss. Yeah. 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 Which I introduced <laughs> as an Australianism I had heard. And you were all like, no, no, we know that one. <laughs> yeah. When you uh, touch the when you touch money with the queen on it, you learn that phrase. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. That, that's right. It is a Commonwealth. <laughs> it is a, it is, it is yeah. part of the uh, yeah. Commonwealth ling- lingua franca. It's also mm. slang for ten pounds. Um, uh, yeah. So sorry. Yeah. Damp squib is a real sweet. expression. Damp squib. Yeah. All right. We, we had listeners of the show submit ideas for Jerry Seinfeld bits, and we selected what we thought was the best suggestion and decided to do our bit, our version of a Seinfeld bit about it. And Matt, we would like you to judge which was the best one. Oh, uh, great. So I the love topic to for the judgy. bit is uh, mask etiquette, as in COVID mask etiquette. Uh, Phoebe, do you want to go first? No, I don't, but I will. Well, well um, I can do it. I don't mind going first. I have no fear of this. 
All right, no, I'll go. I'll go. I'll, no, I'll go first. Okay. Right, but um, before when we were discussing this beforehand, Matt, I just want to just do a little bit of housekeeping here. Mm. Uh, Milo informed me very much at the last minute that we were expected to try and do the Seinfeld voice. I tried to when I was just in my house on my own, and it sounds like a Sopranos voice. And the more I tried to de-Soprano it, the worse it got. Which soprano would you say it sounds like? It's like a hideous amalgam of every person who has ever been on The Sopranos. Okay. So. Right. I'm, I, this is just making me more excited and putting more expectations on it because I think, <laughs> I think Junior Soprano doing Jerry Seinfeld on masks is something that I really would love to hear. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Right, well, I'm, re- I'm ready to go. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so, uh, you seen this, uh, this goofy motion? People are doing with the finger in the little hook before they put their mask on. You don't need to do that. You got your, you're draping a germ rag right over your face. You don't need to be so delicate with it. Ever thought about how much it su- how much it must suck to work in a bank right now? Every other person in the line, you're reaching for the unmarked bills, looking out for guns. <laughs> feel like uh, the masks are uh, one more way of making dating even more humiliating than it was before. You got the, you got the women, they look, they look good in their masks. They got the different fabrics, they got the prints, they got the colors. They're all looking all mysterious and accentuating their eyes. And meanwhile, the guys are out there looking like a horse who stood downwind of its feedback. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's pretty good. I feel like I'm not getting a Sopranos vibe. I'm kind of getting a like a Howie from Uncut Gems, like a like a <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. It was it was it was more like The Sopranos when I was doing it yeah, earlier. Jerry's got to... a Jerry's got a hard R at the end of his sentence uh, at the end of his words. Like The Sopranos yeah, are like the I, full yeah, Goomba. No, no, I, yeah, I try, yeah. I try, I try to do that, but um, it makes my vowels go weird because I'm not American and I can't do the voice. So, mm. Mm. so yeah. All right, I'll give this. I mean, my my Seinfeld voice will be bad, but in like a slightly different way. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, it's difficult saying hello now. You can't shake hands. Most people they wave, but you gotta be careful. Some people they give you the elbow. What am I supposed to do with an elbow? Is this a greeting or kung fu? You can't just smile. You're wearing a mask. People could think you're pulling all kinds of faces under there. It's a terrible time to report a bank robbery. You saw four masked men? That narrows it down. Did you see any of them up close? Six feet away, of course. A much shorter Seinfeld bit. Let's go. I can't, be- I can't believe we both arrived both at, the, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the bank robbery. It's where Seinfeld would go. We were just both in the drift with Seinfeld. Yeah, the other, uh, your voice was more like, I was getting like a really like uh, a New England waspy kind of thing out of it. Like, we were like <laughs> oh, okay. my name's Muffy and this is my wife. <laughs> like it was very... Uh, <laughs> Like like a country club guy, like a member of the Cheney family. Uh, nice. well, the, no, well, the Cheneys are from Wyoming. That's like a whole other thing. Oh, is that a whole other mm. thing? Excuse oh yeah, no, he's like a that. he's like a uh, a big sky dirtbag. It's like a whole different sort of like milieu. A this big is like, sky mm. dirtbag. Yeah, b- big sky country. It's like Wyoming, Montana, and maybe I'm forgetting one. Yeah, Idaho. The big perhaps. sky dirtbag left. There's a concept. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, honestly, there's like used to be a lot of. Uh, like all the grain elevators were very heavily socialist back in the day. You can get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so I got to judge who was better. Yeah, this is your final, oh, your final Lord. act. I like this. Does it, like, in, ter- in terms of what is a more effective Seinfeld parody, not what is a, okay. Not what is a better bit. I think I gotta go with Milo because "Give Me the Elbow" feels so deeply Seinfeldian to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do I do? I give him the elbow. It's it was like elbow. very like that felt very true to the spirit. But you, you're it was yeah. it, that was a close one. I want to say. Thank you very much. Well, that was very diplomatic of you, Matt. Yeah, yeah indeed. Um, those were both those were both very effective Seinfeld parodies. I think. I think I think you'll uh, find well, that they that, is... that they mean uh, that I won, but just trying not to hurt your feelings. So maybe that's what. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to make this not so much of a wet squib. Perhaps mm, uh, so I'm, right. I'm trying to I'm trying to engineer a sort of dry squib. Yeah, if this is if going you're... out on Squibby, the British uh, <laughs> online content platform. Did you know it's pronounced Quibby? 
What? No. I'm so. I found this out so much <laughs> later. For the strike but I was. T- yeah. But it's it's quick bites. So it's quibi is how it's supposed to be pronounced. Uh-huh. I think is what I heard, which uh-huh. is just infuriating because I can no longer do it in the Shrek voice. Quibi. To say quibi. Calling it. Quibi. Calling it quibi is by erasure. There you go. Yeah. Quibi. Quibi. Like ribeye. But I'm- yeah. Going out for a quibi steak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, that's a Squibby. that's a beautiful note on which to end this episode, in my view. Yeah, N- um, not at all on a damp squibby. Uh, absolutely. Um, it remains it remains only for us to thank Matt very much for coming on and joining us. Thank you oh. so much, Matt. Thank you for having me on. Can I? It's been a pleasure. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes, I have a, a new book coming out in March Ooh. from Silver Sprocket Press. It's called the Antifa Super Soldier Cookbook. And you can get it for pre-order now. We have, uh, if you go to like my Instagram or my Twitter, just search for Lubchansky, L-U-B-C-H-A-N-S-K-Y, you can find it. Um, right now we have pre-order stuff that's like you can get challenge coins and mission patches and all sorts of fun, weird shit that we made. Uh, and it's a very good nice. book. It'll be out in a couple of months. Something to get the plumber in your life. Something to get the plumber in your life. <laughs> <laughs> that's very right, well, exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Again. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, in that case, uh, until next week, uh, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.